Welcome to the Black Cinematic Universe. Three, Sit back and two, enjoy. One, zero. Welcome back to the Black Cinematic Universe. You have officially landed on another planet. I am the host for today, Doc Rock. Lof is in the building. Dick James is in the building. We short on time. We getting ready to hop into things. Dallas got the brakes break beat off on last night. <laughs> really bad. Let's just get into it. You know, everybody else talk about it, you know. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> right, you know. That's the one consensus we can have in this room when it comes around football. Why yeah. let's lose bad? It's it's kind of shocking we don't have like a cow. They always find a way in everything. Just, we don't have no Cowboys fan in the group, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I they love usually it, man. infiltrate every daggone organization, so I'm surprised. Uh-huh. Exactly, <laughs> find their way in them ugly colors, man. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was nice to see, man. Because it wasn't just like they lost and it was a great game. <laughs> they got cooked. They got mollywop. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy because the games have been pretty entertaining, like the um, Rams. Detroit, oh, it was entertaining. You know, was it was still entertaining. It well, was, yeah, yeah, for a different <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually, I ain't going to lie. I actually do prefer like a lot of offense and highlights. So right. like John said, like it's still good. Even if it's a blowout, like it was some cool, like they was tearing Dallas up, man. They Running were. all over them. Yeah. Um, how y'all feel about these young black quarterbacks doing their thing, man? Amazing, amazing. I got to send y'all a picture of me in my Texas gear from Saturday when I went out with my homeboy here. I told him I was going to ask you why you ain't just go ahead and convert (laughs) over. You know, I can't do it, man. I'm going to say he is making it it a little bit easier, though. CJ is out there doing his thing, and I'm going to tell you, man, what him and uh, D'Amico Ryan is right now doing with the coach, I mean, crazy, man. Crazy. And it's funny because they don't really got a mob. Like, like all the – and I'm just speaking for Giants fans. Like, it's a, it's, it's like a split. It's it's a bunch of people who, like, really feel like Daniel Jones, like, hasn't been given what he needs to succeed. Yeah. And then it's another half of the, the fan base that's like, man, he's sorry, a bum, man. Let's let's move off of him and move on. Right. Like, let's mm-hmm. see. He's, he's had enough time. And C.J. Stroud is a great example of, like, when you're nice, you don't need everything in place. No. Nope. Yeah. You don't need everything to be perfect for you to have success. And, I mean, winning, getting to the playoffs is a major accomplishment. But winning a game and then, like, kind of moving to another round in your first year, that's, that's, crazy. that's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's been balling. And the same with uh, Love, like. I don't know, man. It's exciting to see it. Be- yeah. <laughs> I almost feel bad though, because that's like the one thing like uh that that's had to hold on to. But, like quarterback, you know, it's it's a certain level, but you know, yeah. all they can do is I'm, run. Like all in squad. So like you know, passing, yeah, running, like the quarterback. <laughs> that's crazy, man. It's just, it's almost crazy just to see the level of athlete that we have today too. Like the evolution yeah. of just quarterback, like. These quarterbacks don't be like little, like um, you know what I mean. Fundamental. These dudes could play wide receiver. Some could play tight end. It's crazy the level of strength and ability that they have. Um, they got the arm. They're getting precision. It's wild to see. I'm gonna tell you yeah. where the league about to go wrong though. And what's what's bothering me a little bit is because you 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 took it there. The quarterback position is on its way. But then the head coaching jobs is what is still bothering me. Everybody is trying to move so fast to chase after the next great white hype. 
that I feel like you, one, you're doing destruction to your own team. Look at the Eagles by letting your people go. You better figure out how to pay these people and keep them. Right. And two, you're getting these people off of one and dones, one season. You know what I mean? And we yeah. have seen some success, you know what I'm saying, like with the Colts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. their offensive coordinator from the Eagles. And um, who else did it? To, oh, even, well, the Eagles done a good job, I guess, in general. Because when when um, after they won, who's the head coach that left that won a chip? And then got booted out because he he took Jalen Hurts out against the the, the skins. Anyway, yeah, Jaguars coach, Jaguars coach, right? So you are seeing it in some places, and I know you can anecdotally look at those instances and say, "Oh, this is all we need to do." But then I think you're seeing a turnaround of eight, what eight, nine coaches probably yeah, it's eight, yeah, nine before yeah. it's all done. You know what I mean? Because everybody's trying to chase out the glory in one season. It's like take your time and build something, right? I think there's a a distinction between trying to get it overnight and then maybe hanging on too long. And I don't mean this as a shot at Tomlin because he's great, but to the same extent, you want to just keep having, you know what I'm saying, undefeated, you know what I mean, or, or winning seasons and making the playoffs and gone, or do you want to win a yes. tip as well, yes. right? <laughs> well, to that to that extent, then Dallas shouldn't move on from their head coach. But they what more can you expect from them? You know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's the question is like, slow down a little bit, build off of what you have and try to get some success instead of trying to poach everybody from the Shanahan tree, which is hilarious when they showed a graphic, like <laughs> right. all of these dudes was on the commander's offensive court, you know what I'm saying? System at one point in time, like every last one of them. Um, and so I think, you know, everybody's like, oh, we got to go get us one of those. But I just don't think that's the way of going about it. I think you really should slow down, build for what you have, and like I said, maintain the people. I, I think coaches can be scapegoats a lot of times, and I think you got to judge right. coaches based on what they get out of what they've been given. And so mm-hmm. in Tomlin's case, he hasn't had a great Hall of Fame quarterback to to take him for all these years recently, right? Mm-hmm. But he still maintains success. And when he has someone who arguably is a great quarterback with Roethlisberger, he won it all. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of times they look at these coaches by season and stuff. I thought you was about to go in on a race disparity. Um, <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought you was going to take it there because well, I think some of the, some of them are chasing – Mm-hmm. Like you said, these flash in the pan coaches, but they tend right. to be predominantly young white men. Right. And they will forego people like Steve Wilkes or other black coaches who have this tenured success mm-hmm. and just go to them. But they don't go try to find a 36 year old young black coach. You know, right. ain't nobody well, ain't no. nobody throwing 50, 60 million at Dion. Like, this you know what I'm saying? If Dion was here. white, I guarantee you. <laughs> $60 million for three years at that dude. You know what I mean? No, but I lost my train of thought, but that's exactly what I was going to say, which is with D'Amico Ryan, you can see that, you know what I'm saying? He's been around for a minute and he finally got his chance. And I'm, he's showing you as well with a rookie quarterback what he's capable of doing. But meanwhile, with uh, with these eight jobs, let's see how many of them get filled by brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, everybody's right. going to go after what I'm saying is that Shanahan Christmas tree, you know, of, of, of right. coaches that, they were like, oh, well, Ben Johnson, I don't think he was next technically associated with them ever, but he probably next up for us off of two seasons and what he did yesterday, too. I mean, you can't dispute the dude figured his system out, but for Detroit and with the players that Detroit has, there is no guarantee that's going he's going to be able to replicate that in D.C. Right. Maybe like success I, is success. And the best the, the best equals good business. Right. And mm-hmm. so. A lot of times for the for the years that we know, for the generation, should I say, where it was like systematically keeping us out of the quarterback position, systematically mm-hmm. keeping us out of head coaching jobs, like it was fine. 
But, you know, they've recognized, like, we actually having more success by opening these doors, man. And, I mean, Jared Mayo got the New England job, so yep. we'll see how he does. <clears throat> but you're right. Like, I, I I suspect that when it comes to the bottom line, man, you got to give people a shot, man. And, and, and it's gonna, only going to be good for your fans and for your, for your pocketbook. Yeah. But racism is just racism. So <laughs> I'm still surprised at the Tomlin thing, too, though, because he's been consistent. I guess, Pittsburgh, when you win that many championships you get greedy but like like you said he hasn't really had the talent that he has in years past like as a commanders fan i would kill to be in the playoffs every year and like at least right. have a shot and at me it. too yeah. it's like, the ravens the ravens similar they just yep. keep winning they don't get a rack of chips but they win right. every year yeah right. so it, it, it just puts you in a for. conundrum because you picking at the ender of the draft every year because right. you're yeah. winning and if exactly. you don't have, and if your great quarterback retires or whatever, it's like you got to go find one and pay a ton of money. Then that depletes your roster. So it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough position to be in. But Tomlin just continues to find a way to win despite all. Yeah, and that that to me says that 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 is good coaching. You know what I mean? He said my man might take a, a year off though, just yeah. not to get fired, but just chill, which is odd. I don't know how that works. Do y'all think uh, Mike McCarthy going to keep his job? <laughs> Nah, not at know. this point. Jerry, Jerry Jones, like he's on the wall. He weirdo, yeah. yeah. And he on he he gonna be a what? What do you call it? Oh, a lame duck. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. like one of them things where it's like pay me or get off the pot. So yeah, I actually think it's the time where they probably will kick him and let him yeah. roll. Yeah, but again, to that point, if you a third of the league has turned over their coaches. Yeah. How you, how how all y'all feel like a third gonna get much better and start winning yeah. the very next right. season? Like it just don't it the math nah. don't math, and that's my point. Like it's so impulsive, and I mm -hmm. and I see what the league is doing. Everyone is chasing after something now and don't and doesn't have the same patience that a Pittsburgh yeah. or the Ravens would have. Right. Yeah. And Aaron, like, Aaron Rodgers yeah. already told me enough about him. Yeah, true. He told yeah. me everything I need to know about McCarthy. Man, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think nobody got a more talented roster. Than mm -hmm. the Cowboys, and yep. that man got punished in the first round. Yep, yep, yep. Well, well anyway, we're gonna move on here. Um, we got some things on on the back burner. I want to just throw out there real quick for y'all to check out the. Uh, we on the well, we're on the season finale episode of Fargo coming on this Tuesday this week. I did hang in there. I was gonna surprise there, James. I did not. <laughs> um, I stuck through it just so I could talk bad about it. Um, <laughs> but but I'm glad I stuck through it. And also, that's some, uh, that's some nasty work. <laughs> that's some nasty work. <laughs> uh, also, brother, you, son, that, on you, that you might have you might have taken the petty crown just to stick in there long <laughs> enough so you can say how bad something is. Man. Nah, it's genetic. It's in their blood. They <laughs> <Hey>, family. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, brother, son, check that out on Netflix. I've been enjoying that a whole lot personally. I'm almost through that as well. Like I got on that one, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna ride this one out, and I needed that. For the contrast, for what y'all came to hear today, mm. yeah. Or the I'm, review. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm checking out. I'm almost on the season. Well, they are up to the season finale and Reacher season two. Okay. Yeah. And um, I like that show. It's like a guilty pleasure though, because mm -hmm. it's so over the top and mm -hmm. it's a little bit formulaic. So it's almost like uh, the CBS NCIS, but it's better that's than what that. It feels like, yeah, but that's, that's what, what it feels like. like. And it's kind of like they make him an unrealistic superhero type. So <laughs> the stuff he does is like a little way too smart, way too strong. And uh, I like that stuff, though. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's yep. like a, 
a make-believe type character. So as long as you approach it from that standpoint, it's all right. But some of it be bothering me, man. Some of the way it's written, it's like, come really? on. Really? It's, it's ironic you would say that, Lof, because we about to get into the review of Echo, what I call Marvel's <laughs> Jack Reacher. <laughs> so, James, for these five episodes of this great, wonderful, beautiful Marvel show, tell us, T- tell the audience, what 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 was Echo about? <laughs> I have some questions. <laughs> That's what we'll get into it. But you know, for for those that either haven't been listening to BCU or haven't been paying attention to the the MCU, um, Echo was a character that traditionally was a daredevil villain. But we were first intro- introduced to her in the MCU in Hawkeye. Um, in this, uh, she has more ties to Kingpin than she did in the original comic book. And she's also has uh, she's able. So she's uh, missing a leg in this one. She wasn't missing a leg in the comic book, but she kind of always was the antithesis of Daredevil where he was blind. She was mute and deaf. So um, they kind of had that um, yin and yang thing going on. And in the comic book, so how did they communicate? How did they well, communicate? You, <laughs> I'm curious. Nine, you know Daredevil can see. How? <laughs> he can see what? He's got the echolocation. Like he sees like a bat. So he can see uh, okay. her move just like oh, he can okay. see a bag. No, he said communicate, not fight. How did they communicate? Like they want to talk, like, like calm down. How did they do that? <laughs> He's saying, James is saying that the blind guy is mm-hmm. seeing yeah. her sign. Oh, like a bat. Wow. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever y'all say, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, so who gonna hop in this? Go ahead, man. Cause y'all, y'all know once I go, that's it. It's all, I would just go ahead and go. Um, this felt just like the first season of Jack Reacher for me, where yes. the very first two episodes, it's- it was like, Oh, y'all got something here. This is nice. And then right at episode three, it took a turn and like a real sharp turn where it became too unbelievable. It was too, you are leaving me to give up too much of my imagination to accept all the things that are happening. There's too much going on. Um, the, I don't know the, the, there was an episode where it felt like a filler, a filler, like you just went and threw back in this episode where it takes them back and show sort of, the, you know, their culture and history. I know they were doing that in snippets, but it was one episode in particular. And I just like, that felt like it was kind of filled in to kind of get it to five episodes. And I don't know that it was particularly needed. And then right at the very end of the show, I'm sorry, it just, it it, it leaped, you know what I mean? It did the shark leap for me. And I was just, I couldn't, by that point, I couldn't recover from what I had seen. And it was far too much. And I felt like, cause we talked about it earlier on where where the writer said, I'm not going to use Echo's traditional powers, which correct me if I'm wrong, is she's able to, in the comic, mimic a person's fighting style and take that on, correct? Right. And he said, no, no, no. We're not going to go that route. What we're going to do is give her some type of energy palm No, don't don't simplify it. Because I think that's significant. But I just want to add that what they did say is that she is a reverberation of all of her ancestors and the things they, the powers they had. So okay. she's a echo of these beautiful, these powerful women mm-hmm. from her line of um, the, the first Choctaw. people. The, yeah, mm-hmm. the Choctaw first people um, that that came from her tribe, and she's been able to, she's able to like cultivate their particular ancestry into these powers. 
to your point though i think that was a misstep i think there was a way to do that and combine it with her having the ability to still echo what she sees i just think that's way better Somebody said power. she had the power of feminism <laughs> <laughs> online. <laughs> Guess what else somebody said? I saw online. I was like, I'm gonna bring that up. Somebody was like, in their review, I would rather be scalped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, I guess what that uh, said uh, uh, for me, of course, my review was probably going to be a little bit uh, less brutal than, than course, what of Jonathan and probably of even Love have. But you can kind of see like the Frankenstein, and I and I hate when that happens, but at least it showed some potential. Like maybe they should have done what they did with Born Again and just started all over and scrapped it. But you can see those first two episodes were like the reshoots, and it's it's funny. You can almost see at the point where it was reshot. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I liked that those first two episodes really did have me. So it had the potential there. And I really liked the Kingpin. Like I think that what's his name? Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes. Does such, does an excellent job portraying Kingpin. I like their relationship that they had back and forth. Um, I like kind of what this shows potentially for daredevil and maybe for the street level um, fighters. I just didn't like what they did with her powers. And then kind of when it, you know the way that it ended like it ended on a on a low note when it could have ended at a high note i don't know it, it was almost like the leftover from the previous iteration the kathleen kennedy portions like they decided to keep mm-hmm. and try to like maybe have a middle ground as to what they thought this was going to be but you can see clearly in the first two episodes like it felt more like a netflix show and it's funny that y'all brought up breacher because that's exactly what i thought about as it trailed towards the end like it felt more like a, a formulaic paint by numbers reacher NCIS kind of thing where it felt more gritty, like more like a Netflix thing when it mm-hmm. started and then kind of tapered off um, to where it was like, man, e- even I towards the end was like, dang, this, yeah. this, 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 this could have been a lot better. Yeah. yeah that, that, I, I agree with the way it tapered off. I thought it got pretty boring at a lot of the middle, yeah, uh, which I didn't like. Cause I thought, you know, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like these shows tend to fall into this category where some people look at it episodically and some directors treat it like I got a five hour movie I'm making. Right. Right. This felt like they thought, oh, I got a five hour movie, so I'm gonna like tell this whole story and the middle's gonna be real boring, but mm-hmm. they'll get it at the end. And I think you should do it the latter. Like I think you should make each episode have some stuff in there that's kind of like action and get mm-hmm. me back into it. Um, the the good that I really liked was I love that this felt like a, a Native American indigenous show. Like they didn't go with the like tokenism thing. Like mm-hmm. they made it like this is a show for natives, and then we gonna sprinkle in then you know, some accelerate uh, accessory characters like mm-hmm. Kingpin who come in and they come right. in for a reason. Uh, I, I like that. I, I do think it's odd that Graham Greene who plays Scully is in everything Native American. He is, like, man. <laughs> I don't know why they go to the same three dudes. And her dad, what's his name? Son McLaren, McLaren or something yeah. like that. Yes, <laughs> they, right. They definitely went, to the, go- went yeah. to the go-to actors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because they ain't um, enough. They ain't enough of them probably. At right. least right. enough in Hollywood that would yeah, easily be available. Visual yeah. recognition. Yeah. And they, they seem to do a good job of having like some unknowns sprinkled in that, you know, uh, were Native American to kind of fill out the 
the remainder yeah. of the cast. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny that they're like the go-to faces. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. getting that check, man. Yeah. Um, so, I didn't really get the formulaic NCIS or, or even the Jack Reacher thing. That didn't first come to me. Um, but I did. I did. I, I was cool with the, the tone and how it was going. It, and I was even excited when they started to bring in the sort of ancestry supernatural. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Because to me, some of that is like, this is, me and James say this all the time. That's why we like this stuff is because they're supposed to be superheroes. So right. even if they are grounded and more real world and they don't have cosmic stuff, give them a real advantage that makes them superhuman. Like, Mm-hmm. And and so when they went that angle, I was cool with it, but I was expecting them to eventually make this power set grow and she'd be like emulating people and all that, but they or didn't something. do that. Yeah. Um, they and what they did give us, they gave us a man that works in a thrift shop who basically <laughs> can create Tinker toys and made her a new leg. And that right. was like, all right, man, y'all yeah. are like figuring out. And I knew she was going to get a costume somehow. <laughs> yeah. But it, all of that aside, I was kind of, I was kind of cool with it, right? And mm-hmm. then you know, obviously, it just kind of, just kind of fizzled out. And my biggest issue was actually not for any of the reasons you cited, James. I do like Kingpin. I like the actor playing him and everything, but I don't like the way they're characterizing him in this relationship. It just seems like he's paying a little too much attention to her and treating her like this baby daughter, but she don't love him like that. So it's right. kind of like I know their the relationship fractured, but it's like they just it just felt like they were bringing Kingpin in way too much and not making him menacing enough. He was well, like well, just real off like a teddy bear, and then it's like, well, just leave him out of it. Like, give her a different villain and let them like hash it out and let Kingpin kind of be in the background. Like, I'm looking for you. You know, right? Well, not just that. I never understood what he found so endearing in her as a daughter like if did he yeah. lose a daughter in in the earlier netflix series nah, or something like was there a reason actually. why he would latch on to her or care about exactly her anyway exactly that was that's, part maybe that. that's part of what i'm struggling with like mm-hmm. they didn't give me no real reason behind their relationship maybe right. that's the problem i'm yeah. having too. and yeah. you saw he did it a little bit with the wife and and then maybe that's because i have a little bit of backstory with the comic books but he did the same thing with his son and his wife in the comics. So I think they just kind of use those characters since his son isn't in this to kind of be like, well, this is that soft side of Kingpin that turns him into the monster because, you know, Kingpin's um, whole drive is because he was abused as a kid. And, you know, he was small initially. And of course he got bigger and got more treacherous and started thinking outside the box to kind of get himself out of the situation. And I think he was in, um, if I recall correctly, I think he was in like um, a, a group home and all that stuff. So he was, you know, uh, not adopted and and all of that. I care, I care about this little girl so much. I'm gonna kill her father, though. Right. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm gonna kill her father and, take, and just mess her up and take yeah. take take the the well, closest person she got left. Do you remember what the, what died. the rationale for that was from the? He um, wanted to be her season? father. Yeah, he wanted to be her, her, that father figure in her life. You know what I mean? And mm. dude kind of did him dirty. And Kingpin, you know how he rolls, like he'll take you out. But mm. I think he just thought that she would not find out. And then ultimately mm. she did find out because yeah. of Hawkeye or Ronan snitched on him. So yeah. how'd y'all but, feel uh, about the explanation about him getting shot in the face and his eyeball? <laughs> it was very comic. Y'all content with that? 
I just accepted it from the comic book yeah. perspective I, of it. And that's where I, I said it kind of got a little like Reacher-ish where you just be like, eh, go with it. I, this is what I would have liked. They actually do show pretty much a lot of um, like recap footage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from to, to set up the show that. that perhaps if they, people they made watched. hawkeye look more interesting than it was in the right. initial exactly. like, first two episodes yeah, yeah i had hoped they would just show that scene again and kind of show kingpin kind of like move his head to the side and it kind of hit him Crazy. on the side of his face mm-hmm. because you know in the show they just show her pull the trigger and but we don't mm-hmm. see anything right, right. and i i would have even liked him to just kind of fall down and her just leave and that would have just made it seem so much better. Like, mm-hmm. okay, she just kind of like missed. He ain't really, and it's she didn't know she missed. I be filling in those blanks when it's something <clears throat> like that that's easily explained that way. That's just how my mind goes. Like they yeah. ain't put it in here, yeah. But this is how I have to rationalize it to get yeah. through the rest of this series. But the problem I had, James, is they showed scarring over his whole eye. Right? No, it happened. I mean, well, so yeah. so so it's so the possible, plausible, probable, right? Is it possible? Yes. So not to make this so ominously gruesome, but in my line of work, I have met with a gentleman who attempted to take his own life and he pulled the trigger to his temple and the bullet went in one place and came out down his spine or something, down his back Mm -hmm. or something like it just stuff that don't make sense. And he survived this. And yes, his face was scarred up in a similar way to what they depicted with, um, D'Onofrio's character, Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. And so, and his eye was messed up and everything else. And so, yeah, it's possible he had an eye patch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I yeah. get it. Like, yeah, this could happen. Um, it's just not very plausible or very probable that most people would survive something like that. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I can accept that. Like, that one wasn't what I had as a harder time ex- accepting, but to the point for the casual audience. I think you ought to go that route to your point where it just grazes him sort of and messes up the eye socket or whatever. I think what I had more trouble accepting because I, I started thinking about my good and bad and uglies because I do have actually one good at the very <laughs> least. That okay. was a Charlie Cox's appearance as Daredevil. Yeah. Great fight scene, right? Really? Yeah. I yeah, felt I like the fighting was like so telegraphed and choreographed like i was like a little disappointed like i thought they could have did better i wrote that down too i thought it was a little stiff but i liked it and and then you gotta also think that was another reshoot you know what i mean so they didn't have a whole lot of time to work on it well his use of the batons and stuff that stuff was cool like he that's kind of like like comic book accurate but the the actual stuff was like kind of bad but what was what was bad for me was the fact that this woman got shot in the stomach and drove 23 hours across the state <laughs> to go sew herself up with some dental flaws and then a day or two later go finally get that bullet out of her stomach. Now, I don't know how many of y'all have tried to drive because I've driven from DC to, to Texas a few times. It's a 24-hour trip, right? And I don't make it straight. I always have to stop in Atlanta overnight to sleep to use the bathroom. Now, if you ever get on the road and got bubble guts, it's no way you making it 23 hours straight. This woman drove on a motorcycle 23 hours across the entire halfway across the country with a bullet in her stomach. Nah, you that gotta accept, was worse. Once you accept Kingpin getting shot in the eyeball, well, and living, <laughs> you gotta accept that. Also, See, he was in the hospital for a while. He had some time to recover, though. Also, she had the power of feminism. She just <laughs> teleported into one of her ancestors that had the ability to drive. It, 
And, and here, the worst part about it, James, wasn't the fact that she made it across with a bullet in her stomach. It was that she waited to get across the country yeah, before she, she signed, to, before she <laughs> sold herself up. Like, why she, she couldn't find mm-hmm. dental floss anywhere on in New York before she got on the road? I don't get it. Yeah. What did y'all think about her costume, too? I was, uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought it, hmm. It's like I don't have an issue with it. But it just didn't have it didn't look anything like the comic book and it didn't yeah, make that, her look like a comic book hero. And so it just looked like they took some traditional garb, you know, and just threw it on. And it it kind of had a little armor on his shoulders and stuff. And that's why I was like, y'all really trying to sell us on this being like a costume. Y'all not mm-hmm. trying to make it like she really just getting dressed up for the powwow. Right. And so that's that's I didn't I didn't like it. I I just feel like Again, this is what we watch this stuff for. Is we want to see a comic book rendition in live action. We want like you would never be happy if they stuck with the original Spider-Man suit when he first started wrestling mm-hmm. through the movie. <laughs> you wouldn't be right. happy with that. And, and they one, never do that. At one point, she was around her uncle Henry, the roller skate rink owner guy. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. passed out. She had on one thing and she passed out and woke up with the burgundy thing, the suit, the her her traditional burgundy suit on that thought. Like, I didn't see that in that scene. You had to go back and check it out. I, I know that her TT, auntie, grandma, whatever, sold the other special uniform at the very end. Mm-hmm. But prior to her putting that on, she still had on the regular burgundy one, the little sleek burgundy spandex suit. Did you notice mm-hmm. that? You didn't know? You don't, nah, you don't, I didn't you didn't notice that. Go back and look at it. She already had the little sleek burgundy spandex one on, and it almost seemed like it was an editing error because... Like I said, she was talking to the uncle with some regular, just regular clothes on, a little hoodie, a jump, whatever it was. And then she passed out because she started seeing all the stuff, all her accessory stuff. And when she woke up, she had her burgundy spandex on prior to putting on the, the suit that the grandmother sold for. It was very weird. It was an editing error, but y'all got to go back and look at it. Her, her grandmother was uh, one of the shining stars and highlights, too. She was gangster. Yeah, yeah she was. Yeah. 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 And I got to check. Uh, it was... You could tell that this was kind of, like I said, put together. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was that editing error there. And I, I liked the ties that it had to the traditional Native American roots and the mm-hmm. Choctaw people and, and all of that. But like Lav said, I was a bit disappointed because I did want her to have something, you know, more in line with the character Echo in the comic books. But maybe that's what they're trying to do is move away from that. I mean, they changed their power set. Um, they kind of changed even some significance with the character. Like I said, she's missing a leg, which... I did like some of the explanation and seeing her background yeah. and all of that stuff um, and the car accident that, that you know, led to her losing her leg. And, and you know, so those yeah. first two episodes were compelling and good. I still don't quite understand. And maybe y'all can explain it to me. So what are her powers? I know she can channel into the ancestry, but like, is it super strength? Is it? Nah, like so they, they named it out specifically. So I think they kind of being vague on purpose. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't know that I can recall all of them, but they made it more like a super uh, supernatural version of these attributes. So one was healing. Right. And they called that love. So like they didn't say healing. They said love. But, you mm-hmm. know, they showed her mother. So her mother was loving and her mother right. would heal everything and teach okay. her and you can't harm animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the first person was strategy. That was the earliest one that was playing <coughs> Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I think, was like drive or 
something like that. Like they made it real vague, but they tried yeah. to illustrate it through her ancestors when they would show you those little stories. Right. And so you just kind of had to take it, take from it that she can embody those attributes in a supernatural way somehow. Right. Yeah, and then she ain't even do no strategy for real. <laughs> so right. I was just like, y'all should have did that. Her strat her strategy was bad too. Like I'm gonna blow yeah. up this train and then just wait for Kingpin. I, right. I've, got it. I've got it. Like man, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I not. did, what I did think is the one, um, and I I can't remember what the ancestor's name, but it made me think of like Bullseye because she the way that uh, oh, yeah. she was such a good shot, and then yeah. she kind of channeled that later on. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. But I like I like I did like that. But I, I I again think there was a better, more complete way to explain that for us. And right. it could have yeah. it would have jived with the same explanation. It just would have been a better, more logical co connection. Um, but my last thing I'll say is I really liked Maya, uh, the act actress portraying Maya. She did, the she fact did, that she's like be mugging and like mad, like she just did a good job at that. She, she just seemed so real. bitter the whole yeah. show. She did yeah. she embodied bitterness. Yeah. That's that's the ancestral power she got. Bitter, bitter woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like that a lot though. Like, cause she didn't break that throughout. Like she'd make her little jokes and stuff, but she wasn't laughing. Like she mm -hmm. just make her little jokes and sign, and you know she was just like mad about everything, and um. And it's weird because that's kind of what she learned she had to release and then kind of did the same with Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah. Real cute story. What I want to know is how she how they released them um, in the skating ring. I counted. It was seven guys that my <laughs> man walked in with the little villain. Why is he a villain in everything? That dude, just he's scary to me, man. He got a, got a good villain he's face. He's a very villain <laughs> face. Uh, yeah. He walked in that skating ring with seven people. She killed about nine. And when they got up to leave, it was like 20 of them in there. And I'm like, huh? Like, make <laughs> this make sense, man. Like, I know yeah. she killed like nine people because I'm sitting there starting to count it. I'm like, why people keep coming and she keep killing? There's only seven of them. And then See, that's like, the stuff I don't 15, even pay attention to. I pay attention to, to stuff like, like that. Like, ah, just editing. give me more people to beat up. Oh, God, it was horrible. But just, just to show 20 people make, walk in with a little just make it in. through the 90s and <laughs> the 80s with some of the movies. Nah, back man, the counts made sense, man. They made better sense. You know just, what else I had, to, I had to mention real quick? You just reminded me. It was like, mm -hmm. this was like Marvel's first kind of mature audience yes. show, yeah. right? And, you know, we saw blood Marvel spotlight. getting shot in the head. Yeah. It was like CGI, blood and shots uh -huh. and gunshots and stuff. Yep. But it was like, y'all make such a big fuss over this. And it ain't even that. It, it don't even move the needle. Like, it, yeah. it don't change much to the show. And it just, if, if it kind of frustrates me because it's like, we be missing that from some of the shows. We want to see it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, X-Men or something. Like, they would never show uh, any of this. But then you get a show like this, and this is where we want to like broach doing some more mature content and violence. Mm -hmm. And it ain't even the type of show that's really like gonna add much to it. So like, I'm glad Daredevil they've agreed they're gonna do that. Blade probably too. Right. But I just hope they do a better job making it. If you are gonna make a fuss about it, at least make it worth it. Who who yeah, was who was fussing though? Who was like who are you referring to? Just the notion that fans have been asking for more realistic, down to earth, like mm -hmm. violence or stuff when we see it. And they've just always been like, no, we want to capture the biggest audience with these type of movies and shows. And so we're going to go PG 13. Right. And then, like you say, you'll, but you'll have cursing in there. Right. So which is it? Right. And then now they actually kind of jump over the, 
the ledge and finally give give us some mature content. And it's like not really, yeah, like, yeah. not even all that. So it's like, and what was y'all making a big deal for? Exactly. And then two more things before we break down. Law, if you touched on it, I guess these are going to be technically Marvel Spotlight moving on because yeah. what's the one that they do for like, uh, um, that they they oh, werewolf for? by night. Yeah, werewolf. I oh, forgot what that man was wolf. called. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was called though. And then two, uh, what did y'all think about the ending? Because that kind of goes into some of the stuff. It's funny we discussed that the week mm-hmm. before is making Kingpin more grounded and realistic. And yep. me and Dane were talking about how he becomes mayor. So it seems like that's the the way that they are going to make Kingpin more significant, uh, where it's not going to be brute strength. It's going to be him using politics and everything. And then potentially it could go into Devil's Reign and some of the other uh, story arcs that popped up. But I, I thought that was interesting. It almost seemed like they the ending was lackluster because they were going to rely on that end credit to kind of get people back. Like, see, mm-hmm. it's, it ended with a whimper, but look, look what we're going to do now. But see, that, yeah. that that was so such fan service. And I think Lov called that one to be exact. I know you all had the conversation about what should you do with the character, but Lov called Mayor Kingpin, right? No, I didn't know. No. I didn't. I said that he should be more influential. He shouldn't be fighting people all the time. Right. He should be having influence and mob. The mob influence is from an older age. That's not that's not really the thing now. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like the real gangsters are politicians. Right. And I was like, he should be a Trump. And then uh, I think Dane and James was like, yeah, but that's kind of been overdone. Like, we're tired of the Trump character. Right. But they kind of going at what well, you could hear CNN on. Like, yes, I think a, 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 mob, a bully, a, 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 bully, a brawler, a brawler. A would bully, be, yeah, that's what we need in this political game now. But see, that, that, and that's what happened in the comic book. So it's, that's kind of right. what we were saying is that he becomes mayor of New York. Um, but see, that's what, that that didn't change anything for me because it's I, I'm, I'm familiar with that. And it's such a fan service line or not to do, you know, what I mean, to have that, which is fine. I mean, it just tells me this is what's happening with him next. But it didn't it didn't excite me anyway, because if without having this conversation with you all, I wouldn't even caught the reference. Right. I wouldn't have realized, oh, this is a part of what has occurred in the comic book in the past. And that's why they continue to go with this route now. So, um, yeah, I mean, good for them. But um, all in all, I'm I am um, not very, very happy with with what that what this turned out to be, man. I'm. I'm so disappointed, especially to his point with this being the first Reddit R uh, or mature content, thinking that they would ground this a little bit better. And instead, they went far further and further over the top um, and just, I don't know, it, it lost its bearing. I think it really needed to stay along the lines of what the other Netflix content has been. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think that Again, my expectations were kind of tapered because I think going into this that it was going to be a lot worse than it ended up being. Yeah. Um, but half of me wishes that, you know, I guess we wouldn't have had anything, which wouldn't have been a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost wish that this came around before. Um, what's my guy's name? Iger put Bob the kibosh on it and just mm-hmm. said, man, we, we got to uh, start like, you know, he just started scrapping stuff. They were still trying to do the, hey, we'll do extra reshoots. We'll do some rewrites instead of just scrapping it and starting from scratch. And that's what they should have done because those first episodes indicated that they had an idea, but it probably was too late to actually make an actual story 
um, based on what they had already because they had already filmed some stuff. And like even some of the stuff that you were discussing with the edits and the reshoot, like things that you can see are clearly editing mistakes that they weren't able to fix that they were like, ah, guy like James will, they won't notice it. it. Won't <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Doc Rock. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching. And that's, and that's the problem. Like whenever it, shows take a bad turn and I get frustrated, then I just go into full nitpick mode. Cause like now right. I'm looking for everything, you know, before I probably miss some stuff, but at a point it was just like, all right, this is too much. And, and I do think it it probably was that skating ring episode. Like I said, when people start spawning like call of duty characters, just like, where are these people <laughs> coming from? <laughs> um, I about had enough. So, um, I don't know even know should we should we review this? I mean, should we give our, our rating or should we wait until next week? Do you you want to go ahead and give your rating now on this? Um, I'll give mine now and okay. then we can see what the rest of the crew thinks. Mm-hmm. I'll probably give it a six. It was average. Uh it got me through. Um, I was entertained until the end. Like I said, those last couple of episodes even I struggled with. Yeah. But but just because uh, again, it's street level. I like the character. When there were fight scenes, they were good fight scenes. Um, but me liking the character kind of like with moon Knight, it did the same thing where it got me hooked the first two episodes and then kind of tapered off but these are characters that i like i like the street level characters and then they change things or they didn't come through to the level that i thought they would and it kind of makes it disappointing so i give it a six because i was i was interested in it um and i always like content but um probably one of the better marvel shows that we've had um i know you was gonna say that <laughs> but you know the, the bar is pretty low the bar is extremely low <laughs> all right since it's since it's uh hope versus um <laughs> versus cynicism uh, i'm only do what only makes sense here is go with the antithesis of, of the six and i'm gonna say that's a three yeah Okay, that's it. Oh, yeah. it was a three i figured yeah. I, I was thinking two from you so that's that's one point higher than I even expected. And, and, and really, it probably was on the strength of those first couple episodes here yeah. and there. And, and like I said, even in the skating rink and stuff, like the fights were interesting and, you know, her escaping and going back and forth. Like, look, you know, nothing perfect, but it was entertaining enough. I, I wish they would have done a better job. I even like, well, yeah, those are the first episodes. I was going to say, I even liked her in the boxing ring doing the MMA stuff and mm-hmm. like, you know, showing how she got tougher and came up. But I got annoyed with them showing me her leg. Yeah, <laughs> like so, so, so full, full, in full transparency. Or I don't know if you know or not. Is, is, is she at literally a person with one leg less leg? I don't know. I think so. I think going back, and I gotta, I gotta look it up. But I think when we saw her in Daredevil, mm-hmm. that she was, um, and that's one of the reasons why they hired her to make sure that they were, you know, true to the character and true mm-hmm. to the able community. Um, that they they hired her for that and I, I think you know she actually um is mutant deaf and and will sign so i think that that you know okay. she is echo to a certain extent you know what i mean yeah it does say she's an actress with an amputee amputated leg so i think that's mm-hmm. that's all i wasn't sure if that was cgi or not i kept wondering why do they keep showing this like we get it <laughs> like it seemed right. like every episode for the first three episodes they showed her leg at least three or four times i know right and then he made the special leg for her and i don't remember us ever going back to it like it i thought she was gonna back. block a bullet or an right. energy blast with it or something unique and it never served any purpose i'm like why that was so overkill and i guess that's because they weren't coming back to it maybe because uh it's funny the things that she does and this is like a superhero show mm-hmm. you you almost forget that she was missing the leg at certain yeah. parts because yes. of certain things man and i actually i read a book man shoot man i can't remember it's operation something but it was a uh 
Navy SEAL named um, Nick Leahy. Okay. With that, mm-hmm. that lost his leg and mm-hmm. he was actually the only person to get back into this the seals wow uh, with one leg like he trained that hard and it's kind of cool because he's into like jujitsu and all yeah. that stuff and he's yeah. huge man the dude yeah. is like from new york six five like two something wow. um, but he he actually went on operations and missions with one leg and he was just talking about like being out deployed yeah and how much you know that it 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 uh chafes your leg and it hurts and it's mm-hmm, like so mm-hmm. much that goes into it that you don't even think about when you Jeez. see amputees yes trying to deal with adjusting to having that leg but right. um it was it was a real good book but needless to say that made me think about some of this like some of the things that she was doing i'm like Amazing. oh man but you forget because yeah. like it got to a point where they stopped focusing on it and she just almost was out there just doing things like your typical right. superhero but but to that point and it, it never showed. They they never implied that it really um, hampered her hamp, hamp, hampered her hamp, at all. So that Even part I didn't huge. like either. Yeah, like yeah. you should have you should have used it as a limitation to a degree, so right. that it was like this. Why it makes her so much That's stronger, and that she has to fight with this potential limitation that her opponents don't necessarily have. The only time it became an issue is when somebody you know when it got crushed in the train tracks, basically. But right. other than that. No one ever like attacked it or, you know what I'm saying, use it against her mm-hmm. as a weakness. And I, I would have thought that smart directing would have potentially played on that, right? Especially for ninjutsu and fighting and all this karate right. stuff. Like, that's the way to go. And I'm also curious. I've never seen so many people in my life walk around and know a- ASL. Right. <laughs> like, does everybody in the damn show know ASL? Like, oh, we didn't talk about like that. that. I thought that was kind of cool with the kingpin part, though, where he was like, I don't know this. And they didn't right. pretend that he learned it over the years or whatever. Right. He had the little technology. Yep. They was able to see her sign and she could see, uh, understand what he was saying. Right. So yeah, that, that was kind of cool. That I, Kudos to the act. I don't know if all those actors study just for the show in the same way like from the last of us with your guy who you know studied for to work with the kid henry right. and sam mm-hmm. you know what i mean or if all these people were so diverse as like not only am i from a native american community but i also know asl like jesus like you know you had right. to really deep dig deep to find this cast of people yeah. to come in to do this because that couldn't have been easy so you know and it's funny it almost was like she was so important and like to the community and her like they all learned it because of you know i guess her family small community or right. whatever but yeah it seemed like they all kind of rallied around her so but you know how it is man even with like a language if you don't use it you lose it mm-hmm. like she was gone for years and just came back and none of them was rusty or nothing nah, at all like, yeah, we remember this from when we were like six and seven talking to you <laughs> yeah yeah well, anyway, man, y'all go check this out if y'all haven't seen it already or haven't finished it. Finish it up. We'll get uh, Dane to come back in here and, and hopefully Rob to give their reviews. So now, should we do this? Because this is going to be interesting here. This is going to be really entertaining. I know, man, because it's like, <laughs> let, let's do the first. Well, you wanna, all right, man, let's I think get, we saved yeah, majors for next week. You sh- oh. All right. Let's all right do well, let's do it. Let's do Whatever it. Whatever you want to do, man. Hey, I'm going to leave it up to you without further ado. Dick James. Hit him with the news. I really want to talk about the Jonathan Majors ABC interview and his loss, but maybe we'll bring this back up next week. But I'm just curious because, again, you are probably going to be the most interesting <laughs> opinion when it comes to this. But we we discussed this last week mm-hmm. uh, when it come, came to Jonathan Majors and he was found guilty of manslaughter. Mm-hmm. How he was going to um, approach this? Was he going to be contrite and say, hey, you know, I messed up. I understand the legal system. I'll take my punishment, but I want to work. Right. Or is he going to be combative? 
Well, he went with the combative. Uh, what, <laughs> but what did you think about the interview? You were right. He ain't take responsibility for it. I don't. I Well, I'm going to say I, I don't know if this helps or hurts him, but it may have hurt him because some news came out today that for uh, those that weren't aware, he was um, dropped from uh, Dennis Rodman's movie, right? Yeah, he had a movie about uh, it was called 48 Hours in Vegas, which went through that 48 hours where Dennis Rodman left the team, went back to Vegas, like in the middle of a yeah. championship. And he seemed perfect for that role. He was dropped from that. How again. you get, how you get dropped from playing Dennis Rodman? Like, <laughs> like, right. Like, that's like getting dropped from playing Draymond Green today. Like, cause you, cause you had an assault charge. Okay. Perfect. Like, right. <laughs> so do you think he can recover based on his response? And like, you think he went off script? Cause it is weird. You look at these conspiracy theories and the uh, cat Williams of the world, like this guy, this is ABC. He's Disney. This was another chance where he could potentially mend his reputation. Yeah. And I don't know if it helped or hurt. You know, you read online and it's both sides of it kind of going back and forth. But you think he can salvage and be Kang nah. by the end of 2024 or? Nah, I, I think I think this is just my opinion. Um, I think that was an attorney's move. I think the attorney yeah. got it from him and said, look, you need to be able to tell your story to. um to basically tilt any potential jurors that we might have, because everybody's going to watch this. Everyone is there's nobody right. going to come in this courtroom who's not going to hear about this because they're prop yeah. they're going to try to appeal this. It's just that simple. He can't go in there and say, "I've learned my lesson. I need to do things different," and then show up in court and say, "I didn't do any of that." Right? That's right. not going to work. So I suspect that's why he he did the way he was advised to do this. But I, it, it landed so poorly, man, in spite of <laughs> what the evidence showed. I'm not disputing the evidence. I've heard a, enough of the evidence to understand that there's certainly two stories here. And, it, you know, he could be seemingly blackballed because he's a black man and all these other things. But nevertheless, a short stopping short of taking responsibility in some way there, I think was a disservice for him. I think he should have just stayed off of TV if the intent was like, I got to salvage my name completely and appeal this. I can't take the accountability yet until we go through the legal process and just go into a hole and be quiet. Don't go right. do what you did because it comes off as insensitive. And I just, it, it looked like, a, it looked like a fail to me. That's all. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I, I still couldn't shake the fact that it did look like something from the boys that it made me laugh. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned lawyers too. I wonder if this is him, not only for appeal, but potential civil trial that could come up. I don't know. If uh, and I always forget her name, man. If his girlfriend is going to come back, Jabari, Jabari, yeah, Jabari <laughs> Princess, yeah. If she's going to come back and try to sue him mm -hmm. uh, financially as well, we don't really know. Like so he might be angling for that to protect, you know, what little finances he's going to have left when this is all said and done, and then for appeal as well. But I'm just surprised that, like you said, he just didn't like make a statement, like really yeah. him. Um, but limited to basically say, like, look, I, I, I uh, respect the legal system. I understand the jury made their decision, but I look forward to appealing this and trying to clear my name in court um, right. down the line and then leaving it at that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was yeah. it was quite interesting. Uh, and, you know, it got into some of the, the details. And I, I think he went almost to conspiracy theory, like mm -hmm. where it worked for like a Cat Williams or somebody like that. He was trying yeah. to focus on being a black man and being black bald right. and, and, you know, having Megan good there and, you know, how he didn't understand how the jury came to this, you know, decision. Again, these things never seem to go well when you're not saying sorry. It, it made me right. again, R. Kelly, 
Yep. Um, you know, it was similar to those interviews mm-hmm. where they almost set you up for failure, where yep. you have this hubris. Hubris. Clearly, he has an ego, mm-hmm. um, and that came out during the trial. But most actors and entertainers and stuff do. That's how you get to this level. Kanye's another one mm-hmm. where they do these interviews, knowing that you're gonna go in and your ego is gonna be high, and they like, man, we just gonna Bring go, go ahead at him. Yep. Yep. Now his wasn't as bad as those two. Like you know what, like sound bites and stuff <laughs> you can pull from it. <laughs> but I think that it did end up hurting him, and it's gonna hurt his career. Um, potentially at least for the next year or so i think 2024 he might as well just go yeah. ahead on injured reserve and and you know hope that he can appeal it i wonder if the dennis rodman because dennis rodman seemed like i don't know if he has any allegations of being a little aggressive with women in the passing thing but to be coked up and hot up and drunk up right you know what i'm saying I, I wouldn't be shocked to see a backhand or would have had a backhand in right. the script somewhere and, and that's they was the like problem. we can't use this guy any this longer guy, because right. of that scene you know what i mean exactly like, and that's the problem with today too is that mm-hmm. you know if they were honest about that and if they really wanted them, they could have maybe altered some of those scenes or yep. whatever but even for dennis rodman he probably like look the way people coming out of the woodwork for past and all that, the last thing I need is this dude to be the one that unearths exactly. it, where somebody, some internet sleuth says, well, of course they're going to keep him because Dennis Rodman was an abuser. Was he abused thing. me. Uh-huh. 20, yep. He like, man, yep. Dennis there it like, is. look, man, yep. I don't need nobody coming forward with allegations from years ago that I probably don't remember because I was high out of my mind exactly. or drunk for exactly. the majority of my NBA career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, but I, I, I get it. it it's going to be interesting. And it's, it's kind of disappointing. I don't know what they do with Kang. And it's just so strange, man. Like, <laughs> we joke about the way the world is today. And, you know, you always get people to say we're living in the simulation and this and that. But mm-hmm. so much of this stuff, when these um, scandals and things come out, are so strange. Um, and just outside the, 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 the park, like, I wouldn't have thought that this would have been what got him derailed and his career, you know, especially with him right at the height of it. Um, And, you know, Hollywood's always had these scandals and stuff, but the way the internet and social media and everything can contribute to it now, Mm -hmm. it's not the same as it once was. Like, you know, uh, there's all types of allegations of famous stars all the way back to like Cary Grant and them uh, being abusive and be- having drugs mm-hmm. and this and that, but they kept it under wraps. They had their little Ray Donovan type fixer dudes yeah. that would sweep the stuff under the rug and yep. you would, you know, keep the money train rolling. But yeah, uh, 2023, 2024, <laughs> we ain't getting away with that anymore, yeah. man. Nah, I think... Um... This may not even be appropriate. Never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. And this is kind of like throwaway news. So I'll mm-hmm. throw it out there. Um, and it, I'd be interested to see if Dane or somebody going or, or even like a laugh. But I thought it was interesting um, based on everything that we just reviewed with Echo. Um, Disney has announced that the Defenders are canon. So that net the Netflix shows and things that we mm-hmm. have with Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. And unfortunately, sounds like Iron Fist 2 are going to be part of the MCU. But it's kind of strange because Mahershala played, what was it, Cop- Copperhead? Yes, in and, Luke and, uh, Cage. and Luke Cage. <laughs> but now he's going to be Blade. It's okay. So how does that play? I mean, I guess he he's he was dead. there for what, like an episode and a half. How, how many how many yeah, seasons? He, he, he was half the season. It was, he was halfway the good through. Half of the oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then they took yep. him out, and then that was and, and then, then it went down. Went down. You know, kinda <laughs> it went completely down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just strange. I mean, again, you know, people can kind of uh, uh, move on from it, but I just think that it's funny that 
now that it is actually canon, it's going to be some crossover where somebody's going to be like, hold up. They almost should just make a joke about it at some point. No, they like, should not. They should not bring you? any. They should not bring any attention to it at no all because it's going to make it horrible. Yes, it, and Dane and I obviously dis, dis, debated and argued over this whether it would happen because Dane swear by it would be too confusing to bring the all the defenders you know back into the MCU and say it was canon. Right. I still I want to hear from him next week. I still really don't. I mean, right. it, it is we're here now, but right. I still don't really know that I understood why he felt that way entirely because. People who like us who are into watching comic book media and films gets it. You know what I mean? Like it is really just a really small percentage of the population who is who will consume all of this content and actually ask that question. I thought he was a bad guy and something and don't get, you know, the fact that he can sign a contract and be another character. Um, So I, I really don't make much of this at all. I don't know why they want to bring them in other than. To kill them all, perhaps you know what I'm saying with the multiverse. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I think, think by and just... large, people say it after the you know initial Daredevil. You know what was and maybe the first Jessica Jones was anything mm-hmm. even really that good or rose to the level where you felt like you needed to keep it around. You know what I mean? Is that Nah, that's the problem. Well, some people like Daredevil two and three. Um, one was clearly for me the better. Mm-hmm. All of them were too long. Like again, if mm-hmm. Daredevil and even Luke Cage were like five episodes, Jessica Jones, I think that they would have played a lot better. Um, but there definitely was some filler in and around there. And season three wasn't bad. I just hated how they did Bullseye and um some of the things that they did with the show uh overall. But yeah. I don't know why they want to bring him in. And and, and this is going to be Dane's argument. He just don't like the characters. He right. wanted everybody pretty he, much yeah. recast, right. which is why he didn't want them to be canon because he didn't want to see these same actors. And I agree with them. I, I think Luke Cage, I would have kept. I liked uh, Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's somebody else out there and we've discussed it before that could do better, maybe. But I think he pulled it off well and he has the look and but, he's already there. But hold on. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know something just happened with Disney Plus, right? Recently, one they got all of their Spider-Man films back. Nah. Two, they got all of their Defenders, all of Netflix media back. So I think mean this being canon might not mean much of anything at all. A lot of these people we may not still ever see again, but I think a lot of this might just have to be the fact that those properties are now residing on the Disney Channel. On a Disney Plus stream, I, I actually thought that that that's just a way for them to get people to watch it. Yes, and and I think it will be canon. I think they'll just again either recast through the multiverse yes. or keep the people that they like. Like I don't necessarily think we'll see Iron Fist again. No, <laughs> like I don't even know if we need him at all. You know, I, I don't um, think we're gonna get um uh, uh Bullet Man. Uh, what's his name? Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I don't think we're gonna get him again either. I don't think he he's gonna reprise that role. I'm sure he's yeah, moved yeah. on to other things. Like, actually, so does that mean John Databoy Burnthal is still the Punisher? Prop. Now I can uh-huh. see John coming back. He'll come back. <laughs> I think he'll come back if, as long as uh, his schedule is open. He's a worker. He'll actually yeah. come back. And uh, um, Coulter might actually too, but he's got that show Evil. Um, yeah, it's like in its third or fourth season, yeah. which which seems to be doing well, and I like it. I've watched the show. He can um, find time. I'm not suggesting that. I just feel like I. I he doesn't. He doesn't take me as a guy who's willing to return to something. Like I've been there, done that. Now nah, I'm moving right. on. I'm focused yeah, on. Yeah, and he might. Stuff. Yeah. Um. And again, you know, you could always find another. Uh. You know, tall, bald brother right. to play it. 
uh, which is as long as they keep the character, because again, I, I really like Luke Cage as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, was disappointed the way the Netflix series went after Copperhead or Cottonhead died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a character that's salvageable that fits into the MCU and fits into what they're doing with uh, um, Devil's Reign and and Mayor Fisk and all that stuff. Because Cottonmouth, if you don't Cottonmouth, because mm-hmm. in the comic books as well, you know Luke Cage after they defeat. Uh, Fisk and he's out ousted as mayor. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage actually becomes mayor of New York. So. Interesting. Oh, uh, he he already is perhaps Mayor Adams, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, let me see what else we got here, man. I felt like you added this, so I'm gonna go ahead with it. Uh, Michael Jackson biopic announced mm-hmm. for 2025, played by his nephew. No, that's uh, that's uh, all loft work. I didn't know that, but. I mean, it, it, it works. I, we talked about this, right? Like, how come we never had a, a Prince and a Michael Jackson biopic? And I'm like, sure, we've had Michael Jackson biopic. And it had to occur to me, like, no, we haven't. We've had the Jackson 5, you know, story and a few other things that he may have been in, but nothing explicitly about Michael Jackson. And it's crazy right. that this hasn't occurred. The question is, how do you do this appropriately, right? Yeah where you pay homage to the legend of the performer and artist that he is. You know what I'm saying? We, no one can take that back. Some the, the hits, like they haven't stopped playing Michael Jackson's hits on the radio. I don't hear yeah. R. Kelly, but I still do hear Michael Jackson. <laughs> Absolutely. While at the same time, certainly being sensitive to the allegations around his life at the end. So, right. There you have. And that's the tough thing. Like, I really think this is going to be like the Whitney Houston biopic mm-hmm. and the, the uh, was it Queen biopic where because the family is heavily involved, mm-hmm. they're not going to get to some of like maybe the dark side. And it's going to be a lot of people that tune in. Like, I'll be fine with it, man. I'm a Michael Jackson fan. So even the highlights of his career and, you know, the nostalgia of some of those songs and, and seeing the good parts of Mike are going to be great. But, you know, there's that dark side or even just the behind the scenes side where I almost wish that they kind of would, because depending on who you discuss it with they address it and you know mike proclaimed his innocence until he passed yeah. so even if they came across like that the only problem is there's going to be a lot of people that try to boycott it because yeah. they're going to be like that's not true and this is what happened and he was a yeah. bad guy and it's kind of one of those things i guess we'll never really know yeah um, but, but I, I i assume they're going to try to stay cookie cutter happy and not touch any of the controversial parts of mike's career especially towards the end they basically did that with that Whitney biopic that I told y'all I watched that nobody else watched here. They really, yeah. they really stayed away from yep. the addiction piece. You know, it was like it was inferred and alluded to, but they didn't. They certainly didn't depict Whitney hitting the eight ball or nothing like that, right? You didn't, you didn't get none of that in there. And so I think um, they'll be probably pay very sensitive to a lot of things. I guess in the same way, you know, now that this running shop uh, Oppenheimer is doing, you know what I mean? How the, how it takes a good director like Nolan Williams to be able right. to depict a story about a man who's so smart that he created a bomb that killed millions of people right. and he's celebrated in a way. But at the same time, we have to kind of not really get into celebrating what he actually, you know, I mean, what the outcome was. Right. So, yeah, I, I it'll be interesting to see, you know what I'm saying? But I think, I, I don't know if they're, I don't even, I, I don't know that I've met anybody in the, in the I don't like Michael Jackson camp. 
Like I assume that they exist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I still don't know online anybody. Is the only place I've seen it, like, but not in real life. Yeah, I haven't met them, and maybe because I'm too old. You know what I mean? And maybe you have maybe. to be of a certain age or generation to um, be in that camp. But I just I don't know any of those people. So, yeah. <laughs> hey man, let's. I'm gonna hit some of the Star Wars dudes. Uh, oh, you gonna, gonna do it? I wasn't sure. I thought you skipped it, it for a reason. I wasn't sure. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> we go hit it. I mean, cool. I really feel like we'll we'll come back to some of this because I want to hear Dane's take. Yeah. But I got to get the Jonathan take on at least one of these. All right, stories. come on, let's go. But, uh, the first one is mm-hmm. Star Wars is looking to create a what if type series. It didn't really specify if it'll be animated or not. I assume it's going to be mm-hmm. similar. And it'll probably be the animation that we see in, in Clone Wars and um, everything else. But uh, one, what do you think about that? And then we'll get to the second piece. Um, well, I'll I throw it out there, but we'll start with uh, what if. But also, there'll be a new Star Wars movie uh, uh, will be the new Jedi Order starring daisy ridley as ray taking place 15 years after rise of the skywalker and we discussed some of the stuff that the director said about it being a you know strong feminist movie and a feminist character which i'm all good for just make it good and make it realistic i like tough feminist characters so hopefully and i I don't know if i got that from ray Mm. in the initial (laughs) um but what do you think about the what if type series with star wars Take it away, what James. If, <laughs> what, if, what if Boba Fett didn't what need if, his rege- regeneration tank <laughs> seven times in the episode? I actually think that, that it could be good. There's a lot of stories like uh, what if, I don't know, uh, Anakin went to the, the light side or what if Luke went to the dark side? Yeah. You know, some of the stuff with Boba Fett and all that. I think it can be fun. It can be creative. Um, I just don't know if they're going to do that. I think we're going to get some of the what if stuff that we're getting and it's going to follow C-3PO or something like, man, I don't want to see this, man. (laughs) We're going to get characters that nobody thought about or cared about. It's real funny because I was listening to a podcast Mm -hmm. that was discussing and it's a lot of the stuff that I didn't quite realize because um, I didn't finish um, the cartoons and Mm -hmm. everything with Clone Wars and everything else that followed, but they were just talking about some of their disappointment with Ashoka um, and like Ezra, how he popped up. Uh, Apparently when he left, he went off with like Thrawn um, Mm. and he almost, he was being like mentored by Darth Maul and all this dark stuff that was going on Mm. right at the end of the uh, cartoon. And then they kind of both disappeared and then he pops up and he's like happy. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I was stranded on hanging out with some rock turtle people. (laughs) And there was some opportunity there to one show, Mm. like how he got to that place and where he's at and what he's going through and maybe give him some Obi-Wan type stuff that they didn't do. And then I keep forgetting the name of that little plane, the little ancestral plane that Ahsoka channeled themselves into. Mm -hmm. But he explained that further. And that's kind of something that came up in the cartoons and is like canon in Star Wars now, where that's almost like their multiverse, where these different things happen. But they just showed up there. And I kind of was like, ah. I'm not familiar with it. I'll just roll with it. But he was like, man, it's so much more deeper. They didn't give you no explanation like why that's important. Uh, They didn't get into some of the stuff between Ashoka and um, Anakin, you know, uh, as much as they probably could have. So it's just funny that almost seems like they're not going to get into this stuff. But are you calling her Ashoka or Ahsoka? Ahsoka. 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 I think it's Ashoka Tana, maybe. Ahsoka Tana. Ahsoka Tana. Yeah. Ahsoka. 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 But um, either way. Yeah, man. I I, 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 I couldn't care. Like, you you, 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 you <laughs> hit the nail on the head. It's going to be following CB3O. We, you, you'll get one episode of what if Luke went to the dark side. Okay. So cool. You know what I mean? Like, what you get with 
the cartoon obviously is that you can do far more with you know right. the animated fighting and stuff that you probably is a more difficult at the very least with live action so i'm sure they'll throw an episode in there that i'll be forced to watch and i'll i'll yeah. be able to appreciate but you know they're gonna have a lando episode yes you, you know they have a lando <laughs> and, and lando donald glover became? will do the voice i'm sure <laughs> and so everybody be talking about that like that's a thing speaking of donald glover doing voices why we ain't talk about 21 savage news i know if rob was here right now he'd be like ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> is that news i man, I, I can't understand for those what he's referring to for those listening is a, a promo photo came out about the 21 savage story mm-hmm. and in the cover donald glover plays an iteration of 21 savage what's my man caleb uh from something from stranger uh, things, stranger things mm-hmm. uh plays an iteration and of course 21 savage is there but i can't understand like you know donald he's got to be trolling this right that thing yeah, looks so, real. It's so the well, movie was a short video movie rob, that's what it was rob uh rob was ready to, to he's uh, so excited down his tickets to go to the movies yes see it, so. yeah caleb mclaughlin caleb mclaughlin yeah i heard uh the album and I, I i tried to listen to the first song and then got uh, pulled away and didn't get really a, a, a chance to listen. But I heard Twenty One Savage album, new album is decent. Rob, Rob will chime in next week when he gets. Please here. do, I'm, I'm Rob. Sure I can't, it. I can't do. I refuse to listen to Twenty One Savage. No disrespect, <laughs> Twenty One Savage. I'm just too old, bro. I haven't evolved, and I probably want my music taste of what they are. I'm sorry. See, you had that issue with yeah. movies and music. Like yes. you can't. You got to turn your brain off. Get off my lawn, <laughs> man. Get off my lawn, bro. I'm him. I'm that guy, Go man. Ahead. This is just, sad. Just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what? about the second half what do you think about the ray portion of it man i know you kind of got lost towards the end of the trilogy but is this something you think that they can salvage or you think they should go in another direction or you think they, yes ray is yes there? Nope, nope, okay. <laughs> <laughs> why do why do we want or need any more of this y'all know my perspective on this it has not changed i do not get why we are I hate to do this because there's so many, so many trolls in the media and people that they like. I don't want to be associated with. Uh, anyway, um, why are we emasculating, uh, you know, male content films like male specifically uh, films that were adopted for that purpose, for that audience? You know what I'm saying? Like I said, continue to say it. We're not going and taking over rom coms and turning them into action flicks. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's doing that. So why do I have to get more Ray in a film? I just don't, it, it wasn't very good. It doesn't mean it can't, it can't be good. It's just when they do it, they go out their way to, you know, push it so hard, heavy handed with the feminist part pieces of it, yeah. that it just don't even feel authentic or genuine. And that's what takes away from it. It's like you did it and you made the writing and plot bad on top of it. So now it's like you're being, we're being forced to watch something no one asked for. And then you went out, you did your best to go out the way to make it really terrible. Like, stop doing that, you know? And so that's, I, I don't need this. I don't want this. I don't care for this. I'm sure Al and Dane will be happy and thrilled. I can't wait for them to come <laughs> back and tell us about how they talked about it all night long and I'm looking forward to it. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I wish, and again, if they'd have done it well, I, I just wish that they all didn't have to minimize the characters that we love to elevate new characters coming along just make everybody cool and you know like there's ways that you can make ray interesting but not um make luke lesser or there's ways that you could have done and make ray cool and not make finn look 
stupid. You know what exactly. I mean? But yep. seems and, and 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 you know, Star Wars ain't my thing. It's more I see it in Marvel, but it's kind of what has happened with Thor and mm-hmm. happened with Hulk and happened with Captain America. And it's like, man, just these are the characters that we like. Still make them cool and make right. them interesting. But make the female counterparts or the minority characters just as interesting without right. insulting it. And it's did you ever see Indiana Jones? I, oh God, no! The I did not. They, they did actually did a they actually did a decent job. I was afraid that that's what they were going to do, mm-hmm. um, but they did a decent job of um, making it as realistic as possible for an eighty year old guy jumping around and being Indiana Jones. <laughs> but they they highlighted that fact where he would say stuff like, Hey, I'm too old. And, right. and they actually went out. I know a lot of people panned it and didn't go out and see it, but I think that it's because of future misstep. I mean, past missteps that yeah. they had that they didn't give it a chance. Like you did, it's on Disney plus and y'all still ain't watched it because everybody was so upset from the old ones, but this one was actually pretty good. I'm going to wrap up here. Just Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, before you wrap, Dane, I want to go on record. Me and James just agreed on something for maybe the first time in BCU <laughs> history. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, this uh, this this uh bit of news is kind of the the opposite of mm-hmm. what we're getting with Ray. Top Gun Three is in the works. Oh God! Uh, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Miles Teller, and uh, Joseph Kaczynski are back, and that kind of kept the same thing going. Like you know, very still very male driven, still Maverick, very eighties. Um, Top Gun Maverick was interesting. I don't know if we need a Maverick two or three, or if this is going to be what's his name, Rooster. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we don't, man. We we don't. I don't have that much nostalgia, man. Like I, Top Gun two was fun. I admittedly, I I it kept my attention as I watched it, but. They tried so hard to recreate the first film. Literally, it was like, why you ain't just re like do a prequel? Just start it all over again, scratch it, and tell me the original story uh, for the first time again, and you know, and, and bring it more modern. The trouble you're going to have with this, as you did with Top Gun Two, is America's not fighting any wars right now, right? We, and no okay. one's flying any planes to fight them. Whatever we do, the president makes a call. They they send a drone. The drone drops a bomb. They say they kill somebody, and that's the end of it. Like there are no playing fights like this isn't something our generation or anyone even many boomers for that matter grew up seeing like that's just not a thing it's not realistic and so now you got to make these imaginative characters or you're going to make the film all about them sitting at home piloting drones to what fight other drones who cares like there's no story to tell here man this story is obsolete in the same way that ironically you brought up indiana jones and searching for for cave, you know, diamonds and stuff like no one's doing that. You know, a few people go to the bottom of the sea or they try and, and then that's it. That's the end of it. Nobody's into this anymore. I don't see the point. I'm out. Which is why I thought they did a good job with um, Top Gun Maverick to, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of say like, hey, this is, you know, we're obsolete, this and that. But right. to do it again, like, how do you rehash that unless they and and one of the challenges that they had in this is what they couldn't really name an enemy mm-hmm. because we're at the point with the world and right. and you know China is a big um, people might uh, take offense to that. Yep, and and you and they're not gonna play your film, Russia man. And this and right? That. And then the the like you said, the way that things kind of work out with warfare now, um, there's still a lot of bombing and bombs are dropped, but you don't necessarily need a F-15 or you know the latest mm-hmm. iteration of that plane. Right to do that like these were made for those dog fights that they would have up in the stratosphere so i i don't know man uh i'll watch it but of course you not, will. we need we didn't need it like i was good with leaving this out but this kind of relates back to the news we we had last week or mm-hmm. 
I don't even know if we got to it, but Tom Cruise signed a, another big major picture deal. Um, so this is probably something that's going to come from this deal, including Mission Impossible and a lot of other. I think they're all they're they're talking about Edge of Tomorrow, too, as well, which I would be here for. I like the first Edge of Tomorrow or mm. Live, Die, Repeat. As when I saw it in the theaters, it was still lived I repeat before they really it over. Yeah. I've never heard it. So I was funny when you kept re- referring to that. I'm like, what is he talking about? I've never heard it use that title. It was yeah. always Edge of Tomorrow. I, I saw it. I felt like opening weekend. So how the hell you must have got like advanced tickets or something, James? Yeah, they they, they flipped it. But either okay. way, uh, um, Tom Cruise is going to have a lot of movies moving forward. This is one of them. Anytime something makes money, they're going to have it. But it would have been nice if they ended on a high note. With Top Gun Maverick, yeah, straight. Uh, thank, thank you, stream. This is my disclaimer to the streaming services. Yo, you all <laughs> have ruined the motion picture movie going experience because now it's all about more, 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 more. Instead of taking time and getting something quality, I can't imagine trying to explain to my children how it was when I was growing up, right? <laughs> um, and you would see a movie, movies would come out once every three months or so. Then you would watch mm-hmm. stuff on TV. You wait to go to Blockbuster, you know what I mean? Or and, and then it would come on HBO or Showtime and then it would hit TNT and that'd be six months and then be time to go to see a movie again. You might get two or three movies a whole entire freaking year. Yeah. This is crazy. And you, know, and you know what's crazy? And mm-hmm. it and it and it is it's even impacted my viewership where so much stuff is coming out. I don't find myself rewatching stuff like I used to. Correct. Like as a kid, like I seen Commando and Aliens. It's seen 20, 30 times. Yes. Hundreds of times, yes. man. Now, like, <laughs> well, one, some of these movies aren't worth seeing multiple, right. multiple times. Batman, right. Superman, all the stuff that, you know, was kind of junk. But even the good movies, like I don't find the space because there's always something else coming out, new shows and all that stuff that yeah. continuously come out. Like, heck, if we had something like, um, the Flanagan stuff with like Fall of House of Usher right. and like all those shows. Like, think how many times we would have rewatched those and found. Correct. I know it's Easter eggs in there. Yeah, uh, that we would have been able to rewatch that's, and rehash. That's where a lot of the theories. quotables come from. I don't even have any quotables anymore because no more. I you don't watch a movie no, enough to catch yep. all with the little parts <laughs> that they say. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, this is bad. Y'all have destroyed the movie going experience and and dumb and made us dumber for accepting this yep. low budget quality stuff. I really do hope people go check out. The Book of Clarence, we should plug that now. That's why we have an opportunity. I think we should do that as a due diligence. Haven't gotten a chance to see that yet, but that and um, American Fiction. I'm hoping both of those are are really good and um, yeah. we can get I some still redemption. I can't find American Fiction. I guess it's limited release. It's like limited. It's wide release, but it's still limited in my area. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that it comes on streaming soon. Um, but yeah, Book of Clarence has been here. But even then, the times have been limited. It's crazy like what they what opens up for wide release yeah um and what kind of gets this limited and i guess they're indie movies they're not you know i mean they're you know but they, movies, they're probably gonna be but, some of the best written stories yep. that we we will get for 2024 in either yep, case yep. Yep. So. yeah all right man all right man well good man i'm glad we were able to wrap without love i don't know where he had to go i think he went to the bathroom and just never came back so <laughs> we'll we'll get uh some more take from him next Lof, week love went to find rob and now they <laughs> off love and robin somewhere man <laughs> oh man dang we'll get you back here next week and get your take because i hear he's actually made his way to go see color purple which is part i was getting ready to take his card away from him if he didn't make it out to the theater <laughs> to support that so i'm proud of you sir good job this has been another and a very short episode of the Black Cinematic Universe podcast. Check us out everywhere you get your podcast. Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. We out here. 
Also check us out on Instagram at Black Cinematic Universe. For all of you all who are still with us, we love you. We appreciate you for everybody else getting prepared for your playoff weekend games here. We got two games today. I'm calling Buffalo and I'm calling Tampa Bay to upset the Eagles. They're done. No, AJ Brown, it's over. Um, We'll we'll, we'll, uh, talk to you next time, man. See you. Love you. Peace.